morning church thank you prashant for reading and for praying um, all right so over the last two <coughs> over the last two weeks we've been uh, busy digging deep into the book of titus and first thessalonians as well so uh, i'm just going to do a quick recap of what we had been doing earlier in the book of acts right so we started with the book of acts after the book after the gospel of luke um now the author of the book of acts is luke he is writing to a man named uh, theophilus right and in chapter 1 we saw that we have been equipped by god with the proof of his resurrection with the power of his holy spirit and the hope of his return then in chapter 2 we saw that as the disciples were gathered together after jesus had uh, gone up to heaven they had gathered together and during that time the holy spirit was poured out on them and as a result the holy spirit enabled them to speak in different languages now the jews from various parts had come there jews who spoke in different languages came and because of the enablement of the holy spirit they saw that these disciples on whom the holy spirit fell could speak in languages that were foreign to them right and they were they were mesmerized by that but some of them also mocked saying that these guys are drunk and they're probably speaking gibberish they don't know then you see that peter looks at that he seizes the opportunity and he shares the gospel beginning from the old testament he talks about how jesus is the messiah and the holy spirit that was given to the disciples was promised to them as well in the in the end days right and and because of that sermon because of peter preaching the gospel they are cut to the heart and they say what shall we do now and peter shows them the hope and he says repent and be baptized and then as a result of that you see 3000 men came to know the lord and they were added to the church 3000 people then we saw um, the last time we did the book of acts two weeks back we saw the life of the early church the fellowship that the believers had within the church as well right so today we go to acts chapter 3 and the 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 portion that i am focusing on is 17 to 26 but it will help all of us to know the context in which peter is speaking uh, to the jews there right so at the end of chapter 2 we see that the believers uh, had a practice of going to the temple day by day to worship the uh, worship god right so on this particular day you've got peter and john going up to the temple at the hour of prayer and at the same time there is this man who's been lame from birth who's being carried to the gate called the beautiful gate right so there are men who are carrying a man who's been lame from birth um to be put at the entrance of the temple so that he can beg and get some money for his sustenance now he sees peter and john walking or entering the temple and he reaches out to them he calls out to them um expecting to get some money from them now generally when we've got beggars calling out to us there are two ways in which we respond we either walk away acting as if we have not seen or heard them or we quickly give some money and then walk away right now you see a totally different response from peter and john he looks peter and john both fix their gaze at him they 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 stare at him right and then they say look at us so he's he's probably just extending his hands but they ask him to look at him right and as he fixes his gaze upon them still expecting to get some money they they uh, peter says this i have no silver and gold like what a statement this is not what the beggar is expecting he is expecting money 
and this guy is asking for all of his attention and he says i have no silver and gold but then peter says but what i do have i give to you in the name of jesus christ of nazareth rise up and walk and saying that he extends his hand lifts the man up and the man rises up his feet are strengthened feet that have not walked a day in his life right his legs are made strong he leaps he gets up and he begins to walk entering the temple along with peter and john now two things that i want to note over here peter had faith that the name of the lord jesus christ could heal this man he says what i do have i give to you and then he heals the man in the name of the lord jesus christ the man also had faith in the had faith that the name of jesus could heal him see he's he's lame from birth he's been carried to the temple to ask for alms so he doesn't move around much he's probably been at the temple for as long as you know he's had to sustain himself so he's heard of jesus he's probably seen jesus at the temple he's heard of the miracles that jesus has done in different places right he's heard of the healing that jesus has um, given to various people so when peter calls him to stand up it is because or rather his response to him that he is willing to stand up shows that he did have faith that the name of the lord jesus christ could heal this man so both peter and the lame man have faith that the name of the lord jesus christ could heal a man who has been lame from birth now what happens after this so in chapter 3 you see that uh, this man was lame from birth then in chapter 4 you see that this um, man was actually 40 years old right so he's been at the temple for many many years probably now when you see somebody as you pass through the gate of the temple or anywhere else if you see the same man sitting at the same place you recognize him by face right you know who he is so the people who came to the temple regularly also knew him by face they knew that there was this man who's been for many many years sitting there unable to get up and walk but this day they don't find him at the entrance of the temple where do they find him they find him walking along with peter and john into the temple now a natural reaction is what just happened like what are we seeing we've seen this man seated here for as long as we can remember how is he standing there how is he walking and how is he uh, how is he walking with peter and john so everybody gathers and and obviously all of the attention goes to peter and john because they are the ones through whom this healing has been delivered so everybody gathers together to peter and john because they are mesmerized they are overcome with awe right and um and this is a very similar situation if you think when peter faced people uh, uh peter saw that the jews were mocking the disciples for speaking in different languages what did he do he seized that opportunity to share the gospel and here he is today where a man has been healed and everybody has come to stare at them to see what have you done right here also peter is going to seize the opportunity to share the gospel with them right so he begins with verse 12 right so he begins first by shifting the amazement the wonder and the awe away from himself from peter and from john towards jesus christ he says in verse 12 Why do you wonder at this or stare at us as though by our own power and piety we have made him walk And then he says in the next in the following verses that Jesus the Messiah whom God glorified but whom you denied and whom you crucified it is by faith in that Jesus that this man has been fully healed 
right so he moves the attention away from himself towards jesus christ and as he does that he brings three charges on the jews right he says first the israelites disowned him who was glorified by god verse 13 uh, the first part of verse 13 the god of abraham the god of isaac the god of jacob the god of our fathers glorified his servant jesus the one whom you delivered up and disowned this is charge number 1 against the jews the person the man who whom god glorified the jews disowned and delivered next pilate uh, i think yeah pilate though he found and because he did not fi- find any fault in jesus when he reviewed his case he wanted to release him but charge number 2 against the jews was that when pilate desired to release him they insisted that he be crucified the second part of verse 13 you delivered over and denied in the presence of pilate when he had decided to release him and finally peter charges the jews that they wanted a murderer to be released instead of jesus right now uh, the, there was a custom that uh, pilate would release one um, one of the inmates or one of the convicts and when when that option was given the jews chose to get a murderer out right he says in verse 14 and 15 but you disowned the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and you killed the author of life peter with all the attention that he has got now he's telling this don't look at us with amazement it is not our power it is not my piety that has healed this man but it is that man whom god glorified and whom you rejected who rose upon the third day after you killed him it is faith in that jesus that has healed this man now think about this this he's speaking in the temple in front of so many jews this is the same peter who just some time back it's the same year as the death of jesus right uh, just some time back this is the same jesus who denied jesus three times sorry this is the same peter who denied jesus three times because he was scared of what the people would do for his association with jesus but today he is not mincing words he is not scared he is convinced that jesus is the messiah the one who died and the one who rose up and without fear without mincing words he says this is the charge against you you kill the man whom god brought for us you kill the man who was the messiah for the jews and for 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 people of this earth right now with 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 that kind of charge that he puts on the jews you can almost sense the tension on the ground right so in 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 chapter 2 when peter said something like this when when the charge was brought against the jews what did they say they said brothers what shall we do they were helpless they felt helpless right um and and though uh, though luke here does not really describe how the situation was you can see that uh you can almost assume that that was the situation that they felt helpless those jews who understood what they had done they sensed that they were helpless now you almost expect that after telling that this is what you did that there is a condemnation to follow that peter is actually going to condemn them right but what you see is completely different almost immediately after that he reveals the beauty of the gospel to the jews there right So and that's the passage that we're going to focus today that's verse 17 onwards now i want to okay so there are four truths that i i find in this in the in peter's sermon and that that's 
those are the four truths that i want to focus on right so right after charging the jews that he that, that they are responsible for the death of the messiah he almost as if he's putting a hand around their shoulders he says in verse 17 and now brothers i know that you acted in ignorance as did your rulers but what god foretold in his prophecies he has fulfilled right what were the jews uh, ignorant of you see when jesus came the jews were ignorant of the fact that his coming was a fulfillment of many of the prophecies of the old testament when jesus suffered that was also a fulfillment of the prophecies that were given in the old testament they were ignorant of that of that fact they could not join what was given to them in the old testament with the person of jesus christ and peter says i know that what you did was in ignorance of that and even your rulers did not see that right now uh, then peter goes on to say that you know though you were ignorant though you did with though, though you did that to the messiah um and you might be happy about the fact that uh, like today we we saw that the prize of his life was 30 pieces of silver though you might be feeling victorious i want you to know this that what god had foretold in his prophecies he has brought to fulfillment it is through your actions that god has been working all throughout right so the first point is that god keeps his prophecies now in order for us to say that god keeps his prophecies we can look at some of the prophecies or the promises that he does make and see how he has brought that to fulfillment right so um the first is the promise about the coming messiah right now peter quotes three things over here first in verse 22 uh, he 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 quotes moses from deuteronomy 18 chapter 18 verse 15 right god where moses says god will raise up for you oh sorry god will raise up a prophet like me from your brothers so moses is looking forward and saying that god is going to raise up a prophet for you like me and he is going to lead you in the right way right so the coming of jesus was a fulfillment of the prophecy that moses had made then in verse 24 uh peter says peter is again uh, talking about samuel and all the other prophets he says that all the prophets from samuel and onwards spoke about these days about the days of jesus peter says that uh, now while when you look at the old testament samuel doesn't make an explicit um uh, uh, prophecy about the messiah but he does anoint david as the king and in doing so in talking about the continuity of david's kingdom he is actually expecting or anticipating the messiah's coming much later right and the third that peter quotes is abrahamic covenant what was the promise given to abraham god had made a promise saying that all of the people of this earth will be blessed through his seed and in the coming of jesus that promise was fulfilled the promise that was made to abraham that it will be through his seed that all the nations or all the people of this earth will be blessed that was the promise made about the messiah so god had made a promise about the messiah but not only about the coming of the messiah he had also made a prophecy or he had also prophesied about the suffering now we can find many portions in the old testament which talk about the suffering and 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 you'll agree that the most prominent one is from isaiah right isaiah chapter 53 talks about the suffering servant where uh, and i'm going to read two verses from isaiah 53 4 and 5 surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by god and afflicted but 
he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and with his wounds we are healed think about this thousands of years before jesus came god through the prophet isaiah is talking in detail about the suffering of the messiah right so uh, now this this is what peter is trying to get at he's telling the jews look i know that you did this in your ignorance i know that you might be feeling victorious that you got rid of this man who was creating so many issues for you and you did that at what at the cost of 30 pieces of silver you might be feeling victorious but or you might be feeling horrible at this point but i want you to know that even though it was your sinful actions even though it was your willful actions god was always working to bring to fulfillment what he had prophesied Jesus came as a fulfillment of the prophecy that he made. Jesus suffered and he died as a fulfillment of the prophecy that he made. Isaiah wrote about the suffering servant many many years before Jesus came. He wants the Jews to he wants his audience to understand that you know what happened is what God had foretold what what he had foretold for us, right? Now we must note that god is not someone who is very good at predicting the he is not a fortune teller he is not just predicting the future that hey this is going to happen there's a whole there's a big difference between trusting in god who can predict the future which is not what we are doing we are trusting in a god who knows the future and who controls the future he worked thing he works all things out so that what he has prophesied will come true he's not simply saying that this is how the future uh, he's not simply predicting the future that we are going to look at and uh, the future that we look out for now that should give us hope because when we look at our circumstances when we look at uh, just our surrounding and say what is our future going to be like we see so much evil around us <clears throat> what is it going to be like for our children we can look back at the prophecy that he made about the coming messiah and see that see that he has brought to fulfillment uh, the coming and the death of messiah even through and despite the opposition that he faced right god keeps his word he brings to fulfillment all that he has promised now how do we apply this in our lives well first you know we read our bibles why because that's where the promises of god are given unless we know what the promises are how do we understand what are the promises that he has already fulfilled unless we know what his promises are how do we know what to look forward to right and we ought to go back to god's word and know what are your promises what are, what is it that we are looking forward to what is it that you fulfilled because the more we look at his promises and the more we see that some of these promises have been fulfilled it helps us to trust in him for all the promises that he had made he has made for our future right so the first thing that we can do is get to the bible and know what are god's promises and the second application that i want to take from this is um it, it's actually from the book of joshua and i have always found this interesting when the nation of israel crosses the river jordan uh, god calls joshua and tells him to take 12 men uh, men from the tribes of the is, tribes of israel and build a 
memorial uh, of 12 stones right and then he tells joshua you know years later when your children ask in time to come what do these stones mean to you then you shall tell them that the waters of jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the lord when it passed over the jordan the waters of the jordan were cut off so these stones shall be to the people of israel a memorial forever god charges joshua and the people of israel to teach their children to teach the generation to come of what god had done for them when they were crossing the river jordan right so as parents right there are many of us who are parents here what is what is it that we can do to our, do for our children we can teach them that god is a god who fulfills his prophecies that despite opposition despite the challenges that we might think it's impossible for these promises to be fulfilled we look back at the coming and the death of the messiah and say that god keeps his promises god fulfills his prophecy right and that's the responsibility that's the that's the second action point that we can take from this now the second thing the second truth that peter focuses on over here is that there is forgiveness in jesus now we see and uh, we see that god had promised the messiah we see that he had prophesied the suffering of the messiah right and all of that came to fulfillment but why did he do that what was the purpose of his suffering why did he have to die now the jews in that day were well very well aware of the idea that there is a penalty for the sins there was a blood sacrifice that had to be paid as a remission for our sins right if god had to come if jesus had to come and bless them and turn them away from their wickedness then he also had to pay for pay the penalty for their wickedness see the love that jesus has for us is not in conflict with his just nature he is just he loves us but he is still just and he can't simply come and say come right because that goes against his just nature so when jesus came when he suffered and he died what he did was he paid the penalty for all of our sins for your sins and for mine he took that punishment and he faced the wrath of god and he said it is finished so that you and i don't have to face the rightful wrath for our sins that is what jesus achieved that is why he came to die on the cross right and we we saw this in isaiah as well when he prophesied he says he was crushed for our iniquities upon him was a chastisement that brought us peace and by his wounds we are healed jesus suffered and died for us and in our place so peter calls peter uh, reminding uh, or rather peter knowing that the jews are aware that there had to be a sacrifice paid he now calls on his hearers to do what he calls them to respond by repenting and turning to god right and that should be our response as well now when you look at the literary meaning of repentance it is a deep remorse for something wrong that you've done you feel really bad that you've done something wrong but when it comes to our salvation to us being saved uh, repentance is much more than that repentance is a complete change of direction we turn from our ways of sinful living and we turn towards god it's a complete change where we begin to hate what we once loved right repent and turn back see in our sinful nature we love sin right we love the world and we depend on our works but when peter says repent and turn back he's saying turn to god don't depend on your works turn to god for your salvation and 
turn from loving sin to pursuing holiness that is what repentance and turning back is it is not just feeling bad for what we have done it is a complete u turn from the kind of life that we have lived right now repent and turn um is what peter calls them to do and he gives three main uh, reasons why they must repent and turn or what are the benefits of repenting repentance and turning back to god right first he says that your sins may be blotted out in verse 19 repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out when we when we turn to jesus and receive the salvation the gift of salvation our sins are blotted out right every evil thing that you and i have done and every evil thing that you and i will do has been wiped away is there anyone who feels that you know i've done something so wrong that i'm ashamed and i wish that nobody would ever remember this right we all have that right anybody who doesn't have that where you just don't want that to be known you just don't want that to be remembered anymore see when david had that right when the nathan when 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 the prophet nathan uh, confronted him and said and confronted him for the sin that he had committed against bethsheba david had that and he goes to god and in psalm 51 he says have mercy on me o god according to your steadfast love according to your abundant mercy blot out my transgressions wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin david desired that god would blot away his transgression he did not want god to remember that and here comes jesus the only one who can blot out our sins so peter says repent and turn to god so that your sins may be blotted away jesus walks to the white board where all of my sins are listed right and he comes and he wipes them there is no more remembering there is no more recovery there's no data recovery that's going to happen it's blotted out right and um when when in my college days i had a project and we we worked all day me and a couple of my friends and at the end of the day the project the document was ready and uh, i was cleaning up the system whatever files not needed and i'm usually quick with my fingers pradeep can attest to that um and i started deleting now if you know shift and delete deletes it permanently right and i deleted my final document as well right so the project document was done and it was deleted now um while that was not a pleasurable experience right i certainly enjoy the fact that when god says i have permanently blotted out your sins i can stand here today and say that yes i have committed sins but jesus has promised that he has blotted out my sins right and that's the that's the thing that we can rejoice in in him that i when i turn to jesus my sins are washed away see this is important for us to understand because there might be some of us here who struggle when we look at our past and say that how can god ever forgive us how can we get past what we have done in our past how can we get past what we have done in our past um some of us might struggle with the fact that we are incapable of not sinning we know we will sin some of us might have been mocked for the kind of life that we lived and there might be people in our lives who say that there is no way you can change right but i want you to be encouraged that jesus has wiped away our sins let not our past or the fear of failing in the future hold us back from walking with the lord jesus christ because this is what he's promising that your sins are wiped away they will not be remembered anymore you will not be judged by the sins that you have committed or you will commit 
now what does that give us it gives us the freedom to pursue righteousness right we are no longer living under the fear that i'm going to be condemned for my work but be- and because of that i have the freedom to pursue righteousness to pursue holiness right because if i fail i know that my sins have been washed away now peter also includes in his sermon a warning against unbelief right in verse 23 he says uh, when he's quoting moses and uh, moses is talking about the prophet like him who's going to come moses says in verse 23 and it shall be that every soul who does not listen to that prophet shall be destroyed from the people right so there is going to be a prophet like moses who is going to come who is going to lead his people but anybody who does not listen to him is going to be destroyed from the people right not all roads lead to heaven now the truth is that without christ without our sins being washed away there is only destruction that awaits at the end of our journey when there is going to be a day of judgment right and acts 17 also says that because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead there is going to be a day of judgment and if our sins if our works have not been washed away by the blood of jesus christ then when we are judged by our works there is only one sure outcome of it that we will be condemned rightfully for our sinful deeds right now and that's the warning that he has for those who will not put their trust in jesus christ right so um, there is forgiveness in jesus christ now how do we how do we apply this i want to we can fall in two categories right for those of us who have not turned to god who have not received this free gift that jesus gives of salvation i want to invite you see for yourself that god uh, look at what peter is saying god in his eternal plan had already prophesied had already decided that his messiah was going to come he had already decided that his messiah was going to suffer for the sake of his creation right come and see that and see why he has done that he has done that so that you and i don't have to face the penalty of our sins come and trust place your trust in the lord jesus christ because what he says is if you trust if you believe in the completed work of jesus christ then your sins are washed away jesus died for you and for me look to jesus and he will cleanse you that's the sure promise that we have that's what peter wants to um uh, drive through to the jews so that they might trust in christ now the other category of us for those of us who have received this gift of salvation let us make turning to god and going to god a daily practice let us not take our sin lightly right jesus died for our sins that does not mean that we have a uh, we have a free hand at continuing to sin right paul says this in romans 6 as well what shall we say then are we to continue in sin and uh, sin that grace may abound by no means we are to not make light of the sin that we commit now this applies to every aspect of our life as a single as a married as man uh, or woman uh, as parents and as children there are many roles that we will play in which we will fall short in which we will sin let us make a practice of going to the lord jesus christ and asking for repentance let us not make light of sin let us not make light of the sacrifice that jesus had to make so in order to buy us our freedom 
right and we can approach him knowing that what he is able and just to forgive right okay now the third um, yeah the third thing that peter wants to uh, talk about the benefits or why they must repent is for times of refreshing and restoration in verse 20 and 21 peter is calling on his listeners to repent and turn to god so that times of refreshment and restoration may come from the presence of the lord right uh, he says that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the lord and that he may send the christ appointed to you jesus whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all the things about which god spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago you know when you read this portion um, 17 or rather the entire sermon so many times you see peter talking about what the prophets told right he's just trying to get through to the jews that what who jesus was and his life and his death was all talked about in the in the old testament it was all talked about in the prophecies that we have heard from you know uh, the prophets that came from our own family he's trying to get them to know he's trying to uh, join the dots for them to see that this is the messiah who was prophesied in the books that we know right now the times of refreshing right that peter is talking about your times of refreshing and restoration that's in line with what uh, the benefits of the second coming of the messiah right he's talking about the refreshing that will happen when jesus comes right for example in deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 1 to 3 moses when he's talking about israel's rejection of god and god's rejection of israel he looks at a future where there is going to be restoration for israel so i'm going to read just those three verses from deuteronomy chapter 30 and when all these things come upon you the blessing and the curse which i have set before you and you call them to mind as in you remember you call them to mind among all the nations where you, the lord your god has driven you and return to the lord your god you and your children and obey his voice in all that i command you today with all your heart and with all your soul then the lord your god will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you and he will gather you again from all the peoples where the lord your god has scattered you the jews were aware that there was going to be a restoration for the nation of israel peter is now pointing to them and saying repent so that in the second that there will be that in the second coming there will be times of refreshing and restoration right even in acts chapter 1 the apostles when jesus was risen and just before he went uh, to heaven they ask him lord will you at this time restore the kingdom to israel the peter and uh, peter and all the jews knew about this that there was going to be a restoration coming right so peter is calling on the jews to say repent turn to jesus that there might be times of refreshing and restoration that will come when jesus returns now three things that will happen when jesus uh, when with the second coming of the messiah one is that he will reign there will be perfect authority under his reign right that so uh, peter says that he may send the christ appointed to restore all things when he comes and when he reigns all things will be restored he will be the one who um, he will be our authority as well right that's in his kingdom second that there will be perfect refreshment he says we will not grow weary in that kingdom we will not grow tired in that kingdom 
and there will be the third one is there will be restoration you you look around today you see injustice you see the suffering of various people either in your own life or in the people that you know but in the age to come there will be restoration of things there will be perfect restoration because it will be god's kingdom that is established right peter he is recalling the prophecies that were made long ago to the israelites uh, through the mouths of prophets and is calling them to repentance so that times of refreshment and restoration may come with the return of the lord now how do we how do we look forward to this day how do, how does this apply to us today when we um the future looking restoration the future looking refreshment should give us hope when we go through suffering when we go through difficult times we can turn back to jesus and know that yes he is going to come one day and when he comes there is going to be restoration of all things there is going to be refreshment that comes from his presence when we look at injustice when we look at things that are not right according to the word of god we don't have to fear the things around us but we can look back to jesus and say that you are going to come again and when you come when your kingdom is established things will be restored there will be perfect refreshment for us in his kingdom that's the hope with which we can look forward to the second coming of the messiah now the last the fourth thing that peter tells the jews his listeners is this that jesus is the blessing that was promised jesus is the blessing to all the families of the earth to abraham there was a promise given that through your seed all the people of this earth will be blessed and when jesus came he fulfilled that promise right in verse 25 and 26 peter says and you are the heirs of the prophets and of the covenant god made with your fathers he said to abraham through your offspring all peoples on earth will be blessed when god raised up his servant he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways now abraham was told that he, uh, when when my servant will be raised uh, or rather that you will be blessed and through you through your seed all the all the people of this earth will be blessed jesus when he came he first ministered to the jews in order to turn them away from their wickedness but it was always god's plan that he would be a blessing to all the people of this earth not only to the jews it was first to the jews but then to the rest of the world jesus is the blessing that was promised to abraham and he is the one through whom all the people of this earth are going to be blessed right now how does um, how does jesus bless us peter says by turning away by turning us away from wickedness he didn't come just to show the truth and the right path and and then leave but he came to lead us along a path um, maybe a narrow path or it definitely is a narrow path but along the narrow path that leads to heaven right and he can do that he can turn us away from wickedness because he has already paid the penalty for our wickedness right he came he completed the work of salvation and showed us the way that leads to heaven right and 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 we read in the bible as well that you know the broad is the road that um, leads to destruction but narrow is the path that leads to heaven jesus has come that he might lead us along this narrow path 
but a path that in the end leads us in his presence right so um, let us fix our eyes then at jesus who is the fulfillment of god's prophecies and the author and finisher of our salvation you know today we also talked about how um, 30 pieces of silver is what was paid for the life of jesus if they had paid 31 if they had paid 29 that would not be fulfillment of prophecy right because what zechariah told was 30 pieces of silver and that is what was given to judas everything that god has prophesied about jesus was fulfilled by men because of their sinful acts and this is what peter is trying to get to at the jews that yes you were ignorant yes you are responsible for the death of jesus but know this that it was not out of god's control he had prophesied the messiah's coming he had prophesied the suffering of the messiah and when you look at the old testament it's described in detail right and what god has prophesied what god has promised he has brought to fulfillment so repent and turn to jesus turn from your sinful ways and look to jesus who is the author and who is the finisher of our salvation right um uh, peter's sermon is beautiful it covers all the components of what the gospel should be a lot of times we might only talk about the love of god towards us but the gospel is more than that you know peter sermon talks about the guilt of man it talks about the love and then talks about the love of god it talks about he talks about the hope that all of us have in jesus right and then he uh, because of his death and because of his resurrection and peter talks about the hope that we have when we look to the future he covers all the components uh, that are required uh, to be shared when you share the gospel now a little later um, when you go to chapter 4 of acts you see that as they were speaking as peter and john were speaking at the temple the authorities came because they were not happy that peter and john were speaking about the resurrection of jesus christ and they arrested them but peter and john's work that day was done what what they were appointed to do they had completed right many people who heard this who heard peter speak just like in chapter 2 were cut to their heart and um, luke records here that um, 5000 people were added to this church right despite the opposition despite what they saw that the authorities came and did 5000 people came to know the lord and were added to the church god brings about through opposition he fulfills what he has prophesied and what his will is for people right so i'm just going to quickly oh, um just summarize what we have seen so far through peter's sermon god fulfills his prophecy we saw how um there is the eternal plan that god had laid out for the messiah and though it is through the sinful acts of men he has brought them to fulfillment and that should give us hope when we look at our own future that when we face opposition we still can rely and trust the fact that god will bring it to fulfillment then we saw that in jesus we have forgiveness for our sins right because his work on the cross is completed but this comes with a warning that for those of us who choose not to trust in jesus who choose not to be washed by the blood that he shed we will be judged by our works and there is a sure condemnation that will follow because when 
all all the best of our works is not going to stand in that on that judgment day right so there is hope that we can receive forgive uh, that our sins will be washed away because of the forgiveness that we receive in Jesus Christ third we saw that we look forward to the day when Jesus will when Jesus will come back and his kingdom is established that will be a time of restoration that will be a time of refreshment for us and not just for the Jews and lastly we saw how Jesus is the seed of Abraham that was promised to be a blessing for all of us he turns us away from our wickedness because he can he is the only one who can he is he can do that because he has paid the penalty for our sins right so um again i'll close with this let us look to jesus who is the one who has fulfilled god's prophecies and who is the author of our salvation may his name be glorified um i'll close with prayer father in heaven i thank you for um your gift of salvation i thank you that when we um are seated here today it is not because of our good works it is not because we have deserved um uh, but it is because we have um we have been washed by your blood our sins have been washed away and and we can rejoice knowing that you have blotted away our sins never to remember never to recollect and we have that freedom because of what you have done for us we thank you lord jesus that you died for us on that cross with not because we deserved it but because you loved us and uh, you are with us to lead us along the narrow path that will lead us to you we thank you for all of your goodness in our lives oh lord jesus and as we continue living help us to look at you um, the author and uh, the author of our salvation the one who has uh made all of this possible oh lord that we can have this relationship of peace with you grace and peace has come to us but it's grace that came first which brought the peace that we have with you oh lord jesus we thank you once again we we pray in the most precious name of our lord and savior jesus christ